Well, hello, boys and girls, and welcome back to this, another episode of the Listen Boys and Girls podcast. It's me, Donna Gales, chief storyteller and teacher's aide in this classroom of life. I welcome you back for those who've been with us before and those who are just joining for the first time. I welcome you indeed. I am excited about what God is doing. Again, this podcast isn't intended to be preachy. It is intended to share my jewels from my journey. And as I've said before, and will say again, I am not a mental health professional yet. However, I am a strong proponent of mental wellness. And I believe that as we continue to grow, and as we continue to share, we are able to help others in their process as well. Now, I open my bag and you can sift through all that I have available and what's good for you, pick it up, take it with you. What isn't, you can leave it for someone else. I know that we're all traveling different paths and we all have different perspectives, but my goal is to help someone see an old problem in a new way and perhaps shift the perspective to have a different outcome. That's all. And when we are able to do that, whether it's a major change or a small one, every step in the right direction makes a difference. So here we are, second season, with our new pruning project. And for those who are familiar, you know that week by week, we go through the alphabet on kind of a back to basics principle and take a letter of the alphabet every week and talk about one of the negative attributes that we may have allowed to grow in our garden just a little bit more than we need to. Yeah, we all have something or some things (laughs) that we've allowed to overgrow in our garden that we've allowed to choke out some of the good growth that we've allowed to become a troublesome weed in our garden and that is what this pruning project is about the ability to look at the garden see the potential of all the beauty that's there see what needs to grow and see what needs to go and so with that this week we are at letter k and this might make some chuckle But I am talking about being a know-it-all. That is definitely a weed that can choke out lots of growth. And how do we uproot it? We uproot that by being humble and using our knowledge to edify and support others as opposed to destroy and demean them. And so... Today's Tell the Truth Tuesday, you know what it is, and we're just talking about what that looks like, what the weed looks like. And I am certain that if we're all honest, we can tell somebody about another somebody that you said, so-and-so thinks they know everything, and -and so-and-so probably does think that. But how many times have we been so-and-so? Hmm. <laughs> it's Tell the Truth Tuesday, y'all. I'm just asking. 
<laughs> How many times have you been the know-it-all that people couldn't stand? I can speak for myself and I can say <laughs> that it's been me a couple of times. And, you know, I don't um, look at that as a proud place to be. I look at it from a place of growth. And I'll share with you um, my perspective because I grew up around a lot of different kind of people. Um, some were very... Mm, for lack of a better word, uh, uppity. There were lots of cliques and circles. And, you know, I have been in situations, especially when I was younger, where I wasn't really comfortable in, in some of those settings. But because I was smart enough to be in certain settings, although I wasn't always just like the people I was around, I was enough like them to be around. Let's say that. Okay. And so I remember a situation where there was conversation going on and there was a group of varied individuals and I sat at the table laughing and talking and, you know, just like everybody else. And of course, making conversation in the process of making conversation. <laughs> There was um, a pause and, you know, a lot of times you just have fillers and people are talking and things like that. Right. Right. So we were waiting for lunch. And as opposed to just saying I'm hungry. Like everybody else was, we were all talking about how, you know, how hungry we were and how good it was going to be to, you know, scarf down this meal. And I said in this group of varied individuals that I was ravished when in fact, I meant to say I was famished, but because it wasn't a word that I used regularly. I knew what it meant, of course, but I had a slip of the tongue because it wasn't something I was used to saying. So in my mental Rolodex, <laughs> famished and ravished were close enough in proximity that I reached and grabbed the wrong word, right? <laughs> And so in that setting, an individual clowned me so hard about using the wrong word and, you know, went on and on and on about, you know, the, the misplacement of the word. And I was so embarrassed and I was so upset. I couldn't even eat. Now y'all know. <laughs> I like to eat and I have liked to eat for a long time. But I said all that to say, we don't know how people arrive to the places that we see them at. So for me, being a quote unquote know-it-all was about not ever speaking again unless I knew what I was talking about because I had been so embarrassed by that, you know, because I was in a new setting with 
some new people and some old people, but I was trying to fit in. I was trying to make sure people knew that I belonged there and that I was, you know, just as good as everybody else at the table, which in fact I was and still am at every table that I sit at, as are you. But the feeling of having to prove myself was there. And I, again, went through my mental Rolodex, reached and grabbed the wrong word and was made a mockery and it didn't feel good. And I committed that day. I was very young at that time. I was committed that day. I will not open my mouth unless I know what I'm talking about. And I have, I had lived that way for a very long time, which gave me the, the appearance of a know-it-all, but I didn't intend to be a know-it-all. I just intended to know it all if I was going to talk about it. So, you know, I said, again, I say that because we encounter people in a particular space and sometimes that space doesn't give latitude for everything they are and have been. And so I am more conscious now of my perspective and that commitment I made to myself. I still feel that way. I don't say a whole lot if I don't know what I'm talking about. You know, I, I, I really, that really impacted me <laughs> very heavily uh, then and, and moving forward through my life and gaining understanding. I've always learned from what my mother said, it's better to be quiet and learn something than to open your mouth and let people know how much you don't know. And that's, that's just the truth. And so from that perspective and from that experience, I, I created this exterior of, I know what I'm talking about because I wanted to protect myself from any further embarrassment, any further bad feelings about just being human. That was a, that was just a human mistake. It was no big deal, but it was made to be a big deal by people who didn't really feel good about themselves. And in retrospect, I see that, but in the moment, I did not. And in that moment, I made a decision to be somebody else. And in so doing, I have journeyed through these years, you know, with some people liking me and some people not, because they think, I think I know it all. When in fact, it was only just a perspective that I held fast because I didn't ever want to be embarrassed again. So a lot of times people show up in ways that we perceive one way when in fact they're a different way. And because I am aware that nobody likes a know-it-all, I try to temper my fear of being um, loud and wrong because that's what I don't want to be. But I, I temper that with the humility of knowing what I know and balancing that at this point, you know, to share with people what they want to have shared with them, to not just offer every time, you know, there's a, a, a an opportunity to offer. Sometimes people don't really want to know what you know. Sometimes they just want you to listen. Sometimes they just want to tell you what they know. And I've learned over the years that it's best to ask someone in the context of the conversation, what do you need from me? And even if you have all the relevant information about the situation at the time, be conscious and humble enough 
to ask, what do you need from me in this moment? And I've done that, especially being um, a hospice professional and, and emphasis on professional because death and dying is a very complicated conversation. And I give all glory to God that I'm very good at that conversation. Not everybody is. And I am blessed to do the work that I do because I am confidently sure that whenever I speak to anyone, it is because God wants me to. I don't have a doubt in my mind about that. And it's been affirmed again and again and again through families that I've connected with. But I say that to say my knowledge is not just mine. It's through the gifting of God and the Holy Spirit that I know anything. So that is the humility part to say, you know, I just want to share what needs to be shared in the time that it needs to be. And we don't always have the right timing. We need to be able to discern what the timing is, when the timing is right, what is needed in the situation. And through that process, even if you are perceived as a know-it-all, your information can be received and applied in the way that God wants it to be. And that's my goal, to be able to offer in the time that I'm needed what I have that may be a blessing to someone. And that's what this podcast is about. You know, I didn't want to do it. And then the Holy Spirit said, I just want you to share what you already know, because there are undoubtedly other people who do not yet know what you know. And if you can be a blessing to them, why wouldn't you be? So as I say all of the time, if you listen, boys and girls, it just might change the world. It's changing mine. It's our first episode for the week. You know, we'll be back on Friday with our testimony with the twist. If you're interested in talking about your experience as a know-it-all or experiencing a know-it-all, hit me up. Let me know. We can have a casual conversation about our testimonies in this arena. And maybe we can help some people prune some branches the way that we're doing. So let me know. Until we meet again, my friends, be kind to yourself and to others. Good night.